Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the unquiet Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Unquiet. That means I'm loud? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah, that's what it, you're just loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right there in the word, Matthew. It's quiet, but you are un- unquiet. Yeah, exactly. which is opposite. It means you're not quiet. Got it. Got it. Like, I don't... Like it's pretty simple. It is. Pretty I know simple. a lot of times I use obscure words, weird words. Uh huh. This one I thought was pretty straightforward. I thought you would just you would get it. Okay, I do get it, but then I know you, and you like you know you you kind of sneak these words in there that maybe sound uh-huh. like one thing and then are another. And you know I've what? known you your whole life. I know you, so I have to <laughs> I have to question everything, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know you for first five years of your life, but I heard you ate snails. <laughs> Anyway, let's go on. Keep going. Keep going. There are a lot of people who there are a lot of people who eat snails. Okay, and they pay a lot of money for it. All right, so whole country, (laughs) whole country. You can buy the shells at Costco. Anyway, you were saying something about the word unquiet. I'm just saying that I am not quiet. I agree. Um, no, of course there's another meaning to it, Matthew. God. (laughs) I knew it. You think I would stick a word like unquiet in there and just be like, it means not quiet? Exactly. No. I know you. So what does it mean? Yeah. It means let me It means that you're 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 nervous, you're anxious, oh. you're on edge. Well that's me all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's half of America really. <laughs> right. You know, there are drugs for that. I know. I know. Um but we don't have public health care, so a lot of people can't get access to those. That's drugs. true. That's true. Well in that case there's cocktails. That's right. We are here to fill a void. And to serve it, provide a service. We are here to help you combat your anxiety as you watch the Giants load the bases game after game <laughs> and not drive runners in. And then watch one. Um, no, I'm not going to say his name yet. You watch them come up and you know that the other team is going to like just do something. Yeah. Right. They get one runner on base and you're like, okay, they've had one run base runner the whole game. They're going to hit a home run right here Mm -hmm. to take the lead. Mm -hmm. We've had 15 base runners and we can't do anything with them. And that's why all of Giants Nation needs cocktails, Valium and Tums. That's right. That's right. Well, little known fact. The last mm. time the Giants got a hit with zero outs and the bases loaded was the second game of a doubleheader in 1987. <laughs> At least it feels that way. I, it I, feels I mean, true. Like, I, I, I was like, but I just I, I feel like, like that's the last that time it true? happened. That doesn't. That sounds like a long time ago, Matthew. <laughs> that sounds like a long 1987. Wow, uh, uh, that's the last time, Ben. It's the last wow. time they got a hit with the bases loaded and no outs because I I can't remember any time recently. It, I, I think wow. it was. Wow. In 1987, I was watching R-rated movies while my drunk teacher was passed out in the back of the room. Ah, <laughs> oh, Santa Cruz. <laughs> true, true story, folks. Um, but anyway, Matthew, I got a, I've got a question for you. Okay. 
I got you two questions, actually. Oh, we got a bonus question today. Yeah, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to go with because they were both pertinent. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's another big word. You can look that one up later. Yes, pertinent. Uh, got it. So my question for you, Matthew, is which Fleming brother are you? Are you the Fleming brother with the rounder, deeper voice who is more of a baseball announcer but announces for a horrible team far, far away? Or are you the announce the Fleming brother whose voice cracks whenever he gets excited <laughs> and anything big happens, but he happens to announce oh, for the greatest baseball I think we both know that I'm more of a deeper, better voice. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm so not the you, one going, welcome back, like all the time, right? It's, you know, so we know which Fleming uh, brother I am. I, but I'll be honest, I didn't even know there was a Fleming brother in, before today. You didn't know you had an alter ego until today? I you did didn't not. Have a Fleming, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, you know, when was the last time I listened to a Cardinals game? You know, I, but, you know, that was kind of cool. Cardinals. It was kind of <laughs> cool. They're called, I think they're called the Red Sox. Maybe. Oh, that's right. You're Red Team. That's all right. Yeah, the Red Sox. That's right. <laughs> red Team. Yeah. They're either from the Midwest or the American League, both of which are irrelevant. Yes, exactly. The both not the Giants. So <laughs> I I don't really really have to pay attention to those things. Uh, uh, right. But I, yeah, okay. I didn't know that there was a Fleming brother. Like, did you? No. Uh, no. Had no idea. And apparently they like they had a big thing. Like I was listening to the rap, as I do. And Dave was like, "What are you guys doing?" Blah 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 blah. Because it was the this was I was listening to the rap on the last Oakland game, and the day had a day off, and he was like, "Well, my brother's coming into town tomorrow," and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. He's got a brother." <laughs> and then he was like, "You know, he came into the booth, and I was like, what is going? Why would he? What they did an inning together? Apparently, they announced an inning together they did. like the last time they were in Boston. Oh, okay. Um, and so and so yeah, so they redid that today, I guess. They did as we yeah. record this podcast today. Um, so yeah, Dave Fleming has a brother and, uh, you know, that was kind of cool. I didn't get a chance to hear the inning that they did today, uh, because I was off doing important Sunday afternoon things. <laughs> sure, <man>. And <laughs> hey, listen, listen, if I wasn't there, nobody would be there to heal the party. That's you right. Know what I mean, I, I know the gnomes would and... take over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's uh, there's there's space elves, Matthew. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Elves, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, technically, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, second question. All right. How much do you hate Justin Turner? Oh my God, that's like a four letter word, Ben. It oh. is like a four letter oh, word, man, right? I hate him so much. I hate him. I. Oh, man. In fact, like, I think we should just burn his name in effigy. You know, just <laughs> just like, you know, and you know what really yeah. bugs me about Justin? Besides yeah. the orange beard and just yeah. the fact that every time he swings the bat against the Giants, it's a home run. Is that yeah. like that black smudge on the back of his <laughs> back on the back of his, his shoulder? The, you know, I just like, come on, man. Like nobody yeah. else does that. Just mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. I hear that's where the pitchers like to pat him on the back so they can get sticky stuff on their fingers. That's probably know. it, yes. Yeah, yeah. He comes over to talk to them during the middle of the inning and they pat him on the back just to get a little, few See, a little extra. That's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. That's probably what they do. Um, yeah. It is probably what they do. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and he probably doesn't even do it on purpose. He's just a walking ball of evil. And, yes. uh, and so, yeah, it just evil things happen whenever he's around. Uh, no, I do hereby bequeath 
and do dictate that Justin Turner's name forevermore always shall be a swear word. All right. So, you know, like, if if you're really upset with me, you know, you could be like, hey, Ben. Justin Turner. Yeah, Justin <laughs> Turner, you, dude. Okay, all right. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well Justin Turner, you too. That means when I'm editing this, I got I to gotta start beeping out his name, huh? You do, because it, it's a swear word. Okay. Yeah, whenever anybody says Justin Turner on the show, it's now beep. Okay. Correct. All right, I'll mm-hmm. take care of that. I'm on it. All right, good, good. Anyway, folks, today is Sunday, July 30th, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco Giants went 4-2 and two this week, which I don't know. It feels like they lost all the games. Yeah, I don't, I don't, under, I had to count twice. I was like, there's no way that we had a winning record this week. I barely remember the Oakland series because of just how just how nerve-wracking the Boston series was. But anyway, <laughs> apparently we played Detroit in Detroit this week. <laughs> that was this week. Uh, yeah, that was the end of a six-game losing streak. Yeah. Yeah. So the Giants law the, the Giants came limping home at the end of their eleven game road streak and dropped a game in Detroit. Matthew and I were uh, absolutely uh, uh, positively uh, certain that the Giants were going to lose that game because Ross Stripling was starting and he was going to pitch horribly. Uh, He didn't. He pitched actually really well, uh, putting together his, at that time, his really second great uh, performance in a row. And uh, But the Giants couldn't score any runs. And so they came limping home on a six-game losing streak. And luckily for them, they faced one of the worst teams to ever be assembled by one of the worst owners that baseball has ever seen. Um, because, you know, he can because he's uber rich and doesn't care about the rest of humanity. And I guarantee that's true. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. But and, and we all thought, OK, they're going to lose both of these games to the A's because that's just how things feel. Right. But no. Reality prevailed. The Giants demonstrated that they were the better team, especially on the pitching side. And uh, and then they really had their first big hit in what felt like a really long time when Yaz had a run scoring double down the line uh, in game two of that series. And uh, and so then they came into uh, the Boston series on a two game winning streak. And then they lost Friday night because they couldn't score any runs. And that was a pattern for the rest of the series. But they had, you know, what happened? The starting pitchers, although they're not really starting pitchers, the long pitchers, the swing men, the long guys. I don't know what you the, call them, the, the innings guys. Yeah, the innings guys were not awful. Right? Stripling continued to, to, to show how good he was. Manea had a good showing yeah. after having a bunch of not good showings in a row. Desclafani was not so great in his last outing. But beyond that, the bullpen was its amazing self. And yes, I know Camilo, he finally gave up three base runners and they scored two runs off of that because of just... (laughs) And, uh, but hey, you know what? Two walk-off wins against the Boston Red Sox? What's not to love? Of course, we had to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat both times. Uh, But they did. And that was their four and two week. And now that brings them. I'm not even going to look at the standings because I know I don't know. Their record is 58 and 48. The Giants are in second in the National League West. 
only two games behind the Dodgers, who have now lost two series in a row, including one to the Cincinnati Reds. And they were not as good at shutting down Ellie De La Cruz as the Giants were. So yeah, so the Giants are only two games back in the National League West. I am, like, I've got my oven ready to go. I'm ready. Like, I have, I've been looking up crow recipes, Matthew. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to eat crow. Yeah, when the Giants win the National League West? Yeah, yeah. Crow a la king, crow Gestapo. Okay. And, you know, naked crow. <laughs> Blackened crow. Blackened crow, there you go. There you go, yeah. And uh, um, a pepper melon crow. There, there it is. That's, that's what we call a, uh, a foreshadowing. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm ready to eat crow to beat the Dodgers. They're not going to beat the Dodgers, but they're only two games back. They could beat the Dodgers. Man. <laughs> and Matthew, like after that six game losing streak and after this horribly like trying week, the Giants are in the first wild card spot. Yeah, they're in the first wild card spot. I mean, they're only a game ahead of uh, the Brewers and um, the Marlins. Marlins, but they're there. Now, here's some bad news. The Cubs, the Cubs are creeping up, and we're going to talk about the implications of that a little bit later in the show, but you know the trade deadline's coming, and you know what the Giants haven't done yet is trade anybody, and one of the guys that Matthew was really excited about He's probably not going anywhere. He's probably no. going to stay in Chicago as the Cubs try to make the wild card, the last wild card spot. So, so that's going on. And anyway, it's time for who's hot and who's not, Matthew. All right. Well, uh, so going into today, well, through today, uh, those who are hot are Yaz. Who uh, did he? Did he have a little hammy issue again today? He did. He he got pulled um, as a precautionary maneuver. So I was looking at this and I didn't understand it because they, they replaced Slater early in the game with him, which is very, you know, Giants-like. That's yeah. what the algorithm told them to do. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, so that's what they did. But then I saw they replaced him with Peterson and I was like, that's not in the algorithm. Yeah. And you know what the algorithm doesn't account for, Matthew? Injuries. Yeah. Sore hammies. Okay, well, you know, Yaz was heating up before then. He's batting 400 this week, uh, mm-hmm. and so you know that's you know not a good sign if he's if he's hurt again. Uh, Wilmer is continuing to be one of the hottest hitters in the major leagues. This is this is no longer a hot streak. This is just a great season. Yes, exactly. So this week he batted 333, a 927 OPS. Uh, just continues to be clutch when we need him, and uh, I love Wilmer. Love him. Let's give some love to Luis Matos. Luis Matos this week went, uh, uh, he batted 300 this week. And yeah. uh, and really great is he only had two strikeouts in 20 at-bats. And uh, so, you know, for a team that just, you know, seems to be striking out, you know, every other at-bat, uh, it's nice to see one of the young guys uh, having control of the strike zone. So, uh, so those are who's hot. Who's not is, well, Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, has not been playing uh, very well lately. Uh, Lamont, He's been hurt for a yeah. while. They say it's his lumbar. Um, and one of the reasons that he has been seeing the ball so well is because he sits while he stands. Matthew, baseball yes. guys, I, baseball players, well, they that, say the weirdest things. He so, sits while he stands. So, so that's interesting in that stance. you say that because I missed that. But, you know, that was one of the key things they focused on in the beginning of the year 
was, you know, when he got off to a great start, he was talking about how for the first time since, you know, 2021, that he felt like he uh, he could really sit in his stance. And that means get low, kind of see the ball, because um, he had strength in his legs now. And so and his if his knee wasn't hurting. Right. And so that has been a key part of it. So if we're going back to this, he can't sit in a stance again. That's a big deal. Yeah, and, he hurt his lower back. So the, the good news is, is this is not a knee, like a re-injury of the knee, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that injury, any injury is good news, but like recurring injuries are always concerning because they always end up needing surgery. This just sounds like they don't want to put him on the IL, so they're not going to. Okay. Well, and, and you know, he had a very un-Lamont Wade-like week. I mean, he had seven strikeouts and 11 at-bats. I mean, that is just not the way, and, and only two walks. Uh, so he has definitely been... Um, you know, bothered. And so he is not hot. Uh, Austin Slater has not been hot, although he had a big home run, uh, but is uh, batting a buck 33 uh, this week. So not one of our hot uh, players. Um, also, um, Jacob Junis. Um, okay, like- I've been saying this for like three weeks now and nobody wants to listen to me. Can, <laughs> can we have, although I did see some commenters in the athletic section. Hey guys, keep it up. You're doing good work. <laughs> uh, not the writers, the commenters, I mean. The oh, writers, right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, the commenters, you guys are doing good work. Keep it up. <laughs> um, yeah, Jacob Junis. I've seen about enough of that. Right. And and so, you know, we can talk about this a little bit later as far as this log jam of pitchers that are, are kind of appearing, especially these long innings guys. Uh, but Jacob Junis, uh, have, you know, is, uh, well, at <laughs> one inning pitch this week. So they're not even trusting him. You know, to to be a part of the game, oh. and in that one inning, he gave up three runs and three hits. Uh, so uh, only two of them were earned, but still, I mean, he's got a 18 ERA this week, so not. But everybody else, uh, Camila had a little hiccup, but I'm not ready to call him cold. That's the, no, that was nothing. I mean, he had one. He had he blew a save. Yeah, closers yeah. blow saves. That's why fans hate closers. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't remember and, the 30 times that you saved the game. They right. remember the three times right. that you didn't. Yes. Camilo yeah. is is one of the top three closers in baseball, if not the very best. Uh, he had a blip and that was it wasn't even that big of a blip. It was just, you know, it, they just got um, just Bernard. Dang it. By just Turner. <laughs> you know, that guy, his name, <laughs> the ex Dodger, just Okay, yes, I got it. Yeah. Quit saying Justin just Turner. Turner. All, right. <laughs> All right. You got you got so much work to do tonight. Oh, thanks, Ben. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you know it's time for our trivia question. Yes, confound me. So, my question today is what do I'm going to phrase it this way. There are a lot of things they have in common, but I'm going to phrase it this way anyway. What do Kevin Mitchell, Dave Dravecki, and Craig Lefferts have in common? Well, what? They were all mighty magical men who did mighty magical things, Matthew. Correct. That is that is one possible answer. Yes. Yeah. They, they are, lock it I, in. Final answer. So, so there, there, there are a few answers that you could use with this one, but there is one in particular that I'm looking for. We will visit this at the end of the episode. Yeah. And Papa Ben is going to drop some knowledge That's right. when we when we talk about this answer. I can't wait for Papa Ben to drop his knowledge. Yeah. All right. All right. Enough with the banter. 
Let's talk cocktails. Oh my god, it's the real dad. <laughs> cocktails. All right. Nothing. I'm not. I was. I'm sorry. I am drinking, Dad. I am drinking. What are you drinking, Matthew? It's my turn. All right. Well, Bob, I'm drinking today a cocktail that falls in line with my goal to just present nothing but summer cocktails from here on out. Uh, and so this cocktail is called Ranch Water. And ranch water has nothing to do with ranch dressing. Uh, so I'll, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But what's in ranch water? It has two ounces of Blanco tequila, three ounces of fresh lime juice, a half ounce of orange liqueur, which is optional. And you're going to uh, put all that into a highball glass filled halfway with ice. And you're going to top it off with sparkling water, preferably Topo Chico brand sparkling water. And then you give it a little stir, garnish it with a lime wheel, and it is a refreshing, bright drink to quench your thirst on a hot summer day. So that is what I am drinking. Ranch water. Ranch water is a great cocktail for after you've done like a Giants fans day of work. Right? It know? is. It is. Yeah. And then you just you just throw it back and you just drink the whole thing down from top to bottom. And then you go do an afternoon's worth of Giants fans work. Exactly. Anyway, Bob, hit me. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Today I'm drinking a Fleming Fizz in honor of the Fleming brothers, Will and Dave. What's in a Fleming Fizz? Well, I'll tell you. It has one and a half ounces of blended scotch, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of honey syrup, a quarter ounce of ginger syrup, two ounces of sparkling white wine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then one ounce of Islay single malt scotch. And if you've been following along on our Thursday episodes, as you should be, then you'll know why that's interesting. How do you build it? Well, you combine the blended scotch, the lemon juice, both syrups in a shaker with ice. You shake until chilled. Double strain into a champagne flute. And then you top it off with the, um, the white wine and then the Islay single malt. And you serve with a twist. Enjoy. And that's what I'm drinking today, Bob. The Fleming Fizz. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is, Bob. It really, really is. All right, and as Ben said, uh, you know, check us out on our Thursday episode where we talk about all both the Fleming Fizz and Ranch Water, and uh, and um, and the downloads suggest that you are. So thank you for listening to to that. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that episode as well yeah and you know what if sometimes i title the episode pink and pretty it doesn't mean that the cocktails aren't amazing <laughs> you know like yeah. we had one episode folks where you guys just didn't listen and the yeah, only reason and, we could think of that is because ben called it pretty and pink you know it's like you should listen to that episode it's just as good as the others you know and pretty also, pink cocktails there's nothing wrong with them and if you had seen the uh the movie from the 80s uh you would know that that's it's a pretty great movie as well. I mean, so, isn't she though? Isn't she? She is. 
and I'm not going to trade that for anything. Good segue, Ben. Good segue. Uh, you know there's a trade deadline coming up? Trade deadline? What trade deadline? Exactly. What trade deadline? <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting alerts on my phone left and right. Rangers traded for this. Dodgers traded for that. Cardinals are trading away this and all that and yep. nothing nothing from the Giants. Not yeah, one. Angels nothing. Angels added, which That's is right. really bad news. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The angels adding means they're not subtracting. Right. If they're not and subtracting. That means all you Shohei Otani like believers. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. The Shohei yeah. stands are going to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah, they are. The Shohei stands are going to be disappointed. You know, those people that believe that Shohei Otani is going to be a giant, and also that the Earth is flat. Well, now we can just get him without paying, you know, all these prospects, you know, and we just pay him cash. That's true. We could sign him during the free agent offseason. Oh, man. Like, if if there was, like, it's like we made a movie last offseason and we're like, how can we make a bigger, better sequel? (laughs) That's right. Shohei's going to, like, come up and visit us. Uh He's going to wink into a camera and he's going to sign with the Angels. Or worse, the Dodgers. <laughs> I can't wait till Heyman tweets. Well, sorry, X X's. I can't wait till John Heyman X's, you know, Sean Dotani is a giant. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Gonna get my uh, yeah, Sean so... Dotani jersey made any day now. <laughs> Sean Dotani. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah, there's a trade deadline, allegedly, Matthew. And um uh, and the Giants have lots of needs. Apparently, we need starting pitching. We need middle infield help. We need offensive help. Um, we need psychiatric help. And and nothing, nothing has happened. Nothing Uh-oh. has happened. One thing did happen. One thing did happen. They solved their middle infield dilemma. <laughs> they did? Okay. Who did they trade for? <laughs> they traded uh, ideas. <laughs> and then what? they sent down huh? Brett Wisely, and they brought up Marco Luciano. Oh wow! Wow! Well, and uh, and then they brought uh, Crawford off the the IL. So Bing, bada Bing, bada Boom. There you go. It upgraded middle infield. You know what? Ben is happy because one Ben is like, see, I was right. Crawford coming back. Addition by subtraction with old Brett Wisely. And I am. I did not see this coming, Matthew. I didn't see it coming because the Giants were big believers in making sure that the rookie, that the prospects make a significant stop at every level, you know, and there's only five minor league levels, so there'll be 37 by the time they make the major leagues. Ben, Ben, the only reason they were saying that early is because they were in years one or two of their contracts, okay? (laughs) Now they're in year like five, and they can't keep saying that. So now oh, they're see. like, now they're like, we believe in, you know, teaching them, them learning in the big leagues and that there, <laughs> there's some development to do even at the major league level. Oh, I see. So if they want to have their contracts renewed, they got to prove that these young kids are good. <laughs> and since they can't acquire free the agents. The just get or... a little bit shorter, Ben. It's getting <laughs> right. a little bit shorter. <laughs> oh, so you're saying the reason that we're seeing all of the rookies this year is because Farhan is desperate? Is that, is that what you're saying? Or at I, least I think that Kyle Haynes is desperate? That... I think that the uh, the honeymoon has worn off, yeah. and that there are expectations now. Yeah, and uh, we so then okay, we've been hearing about all these prospects. We need to start seeing them. Yeah, and good. I'm glad. I'm glad well, and, we are. And seeing frankly, them. who else were we going to have? I mean, like 
come on, you and I, who don't make a living doing this, knew that Marco Luciano had to be better than the way Brett Wisely has been playing. Correct. I think you everybody know? and their mother knew that. I mean, right. I, I, well, I don't know, though. You know, your mother knew, okay? Well, my mother did know, because my mother, despite everything, is a smart woman. And she knew that Salad Boy was just a bunch of flash and salad. She knows that two home runs in February. February! <laughs> two home runs in February don't mean squat. And look, I, the kid was coming around... Uh, defensively, he was great. I thought he's yeah. a major league no. defensive player, yeah. Yeah. and the kid was coming around. Um, but this is the last I want to analyze of Brett Wisely. I'm going to start talking about him. Stop talking about him. This is addition by subtraction. But then also, yes, here's Marco Luciano. Here's a kid that we should be pushing. Here's a guy that ceiling is so high, and. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't know that there's a lot to go and get out there on the trade market anyway. Yeah. I think going for Luciano and waiting for Crawford and, and Estrada to come back is actually the right move in the middle infield. And I am super glad that they did this. And so far, so good. I mean, the kid looks great. He does not look overwhelmed. He does not look phased. And suddenly, you know, you've got this really great dynamic in the dugout where you've got like Bailey and Matos and Luciano and you pair them up with some of your younger superstars like like Doval and and uh, and then, you know, like Logan Webb being the guy that like, you know, is going to wrap his arms around everybody and bring them together and lead them to the promised land. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about this core. I think this is a great move. But Matthew, come on. Like, this is not what the trade de deadline is for, trade deadline is for, right? This is not what, no. it's not about calling up Marco Luciano. Like, no. we expect, we expected more. And the deadline isn't until, like, sometime in the middle of Tuesday, right? This, pro this podcast will drop on Monday morning. So from when this podcast goes live, there's still a day-ish and a couple of hours to make some significant moves. Do you think they're going to get anything done? Because spoiler alert, I don't. I I don't think that they're going they're going to get names that you and I will have to look up on baseball reference. Uh, the, I there's yeah. it's there's not going to be a Verlander kind of move uh, who's really the only big name I think that's still kind of out there that everybody's no. kind of talking about. And you know, and and if if they do get them, they're great because, you know, I feel like there's 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 a reason to go get someone like Verlander uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that I hope to God that they would include back either Manea or Stripling or yeah, you know, one of these, you know, Alex Wood even, you know. Uh, so uh, although Alex yeah. Wood is on the last year of his contract, so it's a little bit of difference. But I don't really care about the money. I just want, you know, some of those guys have we have to uh, unlog jam this uh, this yeah. group that's kind of holding everything back. So right. so we need to make some move there. Right. So it wouldn't well, surprise me if there's a move to like move like an Alex Wood for a prospect. You know, like, uh, you know, I just I feel like there's there's that kind of move to be made, uh, but nothing that's really going to improve our immediate rotation, because I think there's counting on people like Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, if he gets healthy again, uh, and then obviously Kyle Harrison. Uh, these guys are probably being counted on to to you know make an impact 
And so I, I just feel I don't feel like we're going to go out and get someone real big. I just feel like that's well, going to be the, the, the solution. I agree. I don't think they're going to go out and get Verlander. And quite frankly, if they do, Verlander's owed $45 million next year or somewhere in that ballpark, right? And like, then like $30 million option after that, like a player option. Right, player if, he, option if he hits 140 after. innings, I think. Is yeah, what whatever. Is. Like, you know, if he's good enough to hit 140 innings, he'll, he'll maybe be worth it. Um, the... I just don't like I don't see them unless they move like Stripling and Manea or get out some of future contract money in that trade. I just don't see how a trade for Verlander is a good thing for them next year because you you still want to sign Sean Dotani, right? Yes. Sean right? Dotani all the way. And and if and if you want to sign Sean Dotani next year, which is not going to happen, it's Farhan Zaidi does not have the 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 mental makeup to get a player of like that. But it's not going to happen. But let's say that you you still believe I don't believe, but you believe you need to have money to do that. And forty five million dollars spent on a forty two year old is a lot of money. Uh, so I don't know that they'll have enough to do that. So I really don't want to see them go get Verlander if they're going to have any chance to get Otani in the offseason. So quite frankly, Matthew, I don't think they're going to go get, I don't think they're going to do anything. I think if anything, they're going to go get a bat and it's probably going to be an outfield bat. And it's probably going to be, like you said, some guy we've never heard of. I don't think they're going to do anything on the starting pitching front. And you brought up a good point about Beck and I think you mentioned Harrison and Keaton Wynn. I don't know if you know this, Matthew, but two of those guys are hurt. Right. And they got hurt in AAA, <laughs> which, you know, hey, great, whatever. And also we got we got we got Brebia coming back. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, there are a lot of you know, I think the reason we point that out is because there are a lot of moving parts, especially that Brebia when he comes back. Uh, we lost Mauricio Yovera, who we saw pitch against us uh, this week. Very well. I mean, yes, we we, we walked him off. Yes. On one day. But one day he also like shut us right. down. He but, had and, a and very think, magical know, the, moment for himself. Yes, yes, and good for him because the Giants. And I don't think the Giants wanted to get rid of him, but he was out of options. Yeah, no, and, they didn't want to get rid of him, but they but they chose to keep all the old garbage right. that they have now over him, and that's an insult. And I get it. I know why it all happened, and I said this last week. It's ugly and gross. But if you're Maurizio Yovera, Mar- Maurizio Yovera, you got jobbed. Yeah, Alex well, got- Wood, Desclafani, Stripling, Manea, all of those guys are more valuable than you? Really? Really? <laughs> really? We'll find, we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, out of all the guys on the pitch, there you can only have 13 pitchers on a pitching yep. staff, right? So that's that's the most you can have. They are maxed out there. And so the only ones that have options are Logan Webb. <laughs> Uh, and then Camilo Duvall, yeah, Tyler yeah. Rogers, yeah, and then the ones that have been yo-yoing back and forth, whether they deserve it or not, are Ryan Walker and Tristan Beck. Everybody else, Junis, uh, Manea, Luke Jackson, who's back, Scott Alexander, who's pitching well, uh, Taylor Rogers, and then you've got Wood, Cobb, and Stripling, all are out of options. So if you bring on anybody, the only ones that can go realistically. Uh, without losing them forever is Ryan Walker and Tristan Beck. Right. Which brings up the question that I already asked you. 
if they don't make a bunch of moves to get rid of some of these guys and some sort of swap, what do they do when Brebia comes back? Well, the, the one thing that I see, well, so there's two options, right? They just option someone like Ryan Walker back down, even though he's been one of their better relievers. Yes. Which is, you know, that's what the Giants have done in the past. Yes. And probably because what they would the do. Because that's the plan. That's the plan, Matthew. Okay, okay, all right. But, you know, one other thing that they could do is they could DFA Jacob Junis. <laughs> and Jacob Junis is in the last year of his contract. He's not pitching well. He's not making a whole lot of money. He's like under $3 million a year. So I like, you know, maybe that's an yeah. option, right? It's Why would just, you want to you know, option the guys who are making lots of money? Well, you, you, you can't option the guys that are making lots of money. So, cause there are, they sorry, don't have not any option. options. Oh, wait, you, why can't you oh, DFA? You mean DFA? Well, yeah. I mean, but Jake Junis has the distinction of also being having the worst numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they don't trust him now. He pitched one inning last week. Right. So I could see, I could see him being DFA'd for I a disagree. Spot. I disagree. That's not the plan. That's not the plan, Matthew. The plan, no, you want to know what the plan is? Because this is the plan that I've seen. And I know this is the plan because this is what they've done up to this point. The plan, Matthew, is to option Tristan Beck back down. Heck, they're going to run with 25 players and 12 pitchers, and they're just going to send Walker down too. And they're going to let all of those guys pitch in AAA until they get hurt. Just like Harrison and Keaton Wynn, because I don't know if you know this, but Keaton Wynn, he's got a sore elbow. They're going to get an MRI. They did get the MRI. He's fine. Oh, whatever. Okay. So he's still, yeah. But is he on the major league team? No, because we got Ross Stripling and Sean Manea and and Jacob Junis. And that's because those guys are more preferable than these young guys who are, are, yes, Matthew, they're better. But like, look, look, Matthew, I think we all have to accept the fact that Farhan Zaidi is playing six-dimensional chess. And, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, the wrong move is the right move. We're going to hold on to these veterans. We're not going to trade them. We're not going to unload their money. We're going to send the young kids down and let them get hurt in AAA. Because at the end of the day, Matthew, when all's said and done, you're in the number one wild card spot. Somehow, some way, doing all of these crazy, ridiculous things that just upset everybody so much. Like, Matthew, I don't know. I don't think Farhan knows. But it's working. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to send Beck back down. All right. And we're going to keep these guys. That's the uh, all, right, all right, all right, jaded Giants fan that you are. Uh, I, 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 jaded I Giants realize, fan what? Hey, jaded realize, Giants fans, they're in the so, wild card spot. The number one so, wild card spot. What well, are you here's, jaded here's about? the question. Yeah, well, here's the question for you. Well, I, no, it's not a question. It's more of a statement because I I, I know better than to ask you a question. But uh, <laughs> I think at some point Farhan is going to have to look and just you know because not everybody makes not every decision you make is the right one all the time. And and Farhan certainly uh, I think has had his fair share of successes. But I think he's also got to be realized that, you know, at some point, some of these signings that he's made have not panned out. And the fact that they're in a wild card spot right now is in spite of those things, not because of them. And so so I could see. So, well, no, I can't see it, but I'm hoping that Farhan at some point will be like, we just have to cut bait that you just have to just decide that I made a mistake Yes, it's going to be a $25 million mistake or a 12 and a half or whatever it is that they, they're still yeah. owed them. 
and and we're just going to cut it because you owe the other 25 guys on your team that you're going to put the best guys out there regardless of their contract. Yeah. And and so I I I believe that that's going to happen in some way and by 3 p.m. on Tuesday we might have a little bit more clarity but I think there's still going to be some maneuvering. It's just not going to be in the way that we had hoped at the beginning where we're going to get some guy on a on a white horse riding in. Yeah. Well, I'll agree with you this. I mean, I am playing a little bit of a role here, but I I really do believe that what they're going to end up doing is they're not going to make a move for pitching at all. You're probably right that if they do DFA anybody, it's going to be Junis. That's the easiest call to make. I do not believe that Farhan Zaidi has the cojones to DFA Stripling or Manea right now. Stripling and Manea will be San Francisco Giants next year. They will go to spring training with the San Francisco Giants. I'm locking that one in. All right. They're going to lo- loosen up one spot with Junis. Okay, just, maybe. just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just, I'm writing down the time that you said this in this episode so I can come back and get this clip a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Play it. You're, t- you're taking receipts? I am. I am. Please, God, let my brother prove me wrong. Please. <laughs> Please, God. Please let him prove me wrong. I would love that. Yes. But I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. He doesn't have the cojones to DFA either of those men this year. It is not happening. It is not in his DNA. It is not happening. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's picking. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so what pitch- about hitting, Matthew? Because that's well, the real problem that the Giants have. Like, honestly. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So we've got all these rookies up that uh, at different times have hit, but obviously struggling now. Uh, I think the one that is the most concerning at this point is Schmidt uh, because, I mean, he's just been really bad. Um, he had a couple of hard hits today, a couple of bad luck swing called strikes today, which we'll talk the about umpires a little bit. The umpires hate him. Yeah. The umpires <laughs> hate Casey Schmidt, and we're, we're going to talk about that later, but... Yes, he did have yeah. a hard time today. So I, I feel like, to answer your question about the hitting, there's no easy answer because I think they believe in all of these guys. And unfortunately, they're just not putting it all together at the right time. And and all of them have been hot at some point this year. All of them you know, have capabilities of, of being really good players. And we're not seeing it. And you know, Tyro Estrada, is he really going to be the guy? That's going to just bring this all together. And all of a sudden we're going to go back to scoring five or six, seven runs a game. Well, um, he I was that know. guy. He was that he was the guy in the first two and a half months of the season or two months of the season. He was the only guy that was hitting. And he now was. he's not here. So nobody's hitting. Well, and, so and the, maybe, Giants, yeah. the Giants are so bad against left handers. I thought they had solved this like, you know, after the first rough stretch stretch that they had. But it's back. And, you know, teams are lining up their left-handers to face the Giants. And uh, so someone like Tyro is needed because we need yeah. someone that, you know, that can, you know, play the infield and hit right-handers and all that. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's that's a good answer. Um, I just, you know, I don't see them bringing anyone else because I don't know who they would displace. Yeah. No, I, I well, first of all, if you're talking about middle infield help, I think Tyro Estrada is the best guy that's available and to the Giants, and he just needs to get healthy and come back. And 
And I do think that he can spark the Giants because he carried the Giants offensively in the early part of the season. I think he's capable of doing that again. And and quite frankly, you know, he does remove Casey Schmidt, right? We've we, Luciano has removed wisely. Tyro yeah. coming back removes Schmidt. Yeah, and, I, in fact, I see that. I think I think that's the move, right? Tyro comes back, Schmidt's going to be sent back down. He's yeah. just struggling too much defense or offensively. Right. Defensively, right. he's been great, but offensively, just right. you can't rely on him. I will say this in terms of offense, also, like I, I think part of the strategy that the Giants have, and I don't know that I agree with this. But you and I have been singing the praises all year since this, before the season started, and they were they had a little bit of a rough start to the season, but have been amazing for most of the season. Is the Giants bullpen? The right. Giants don't really need a strong offense, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you look at when the you scores, have a bullpen like they do. Look at the scores this week. It's been like three to two, three to two, two to one. You know, it's just you know, it's it's almost unfair to the pitching staff. To think that they're just going to throw up zeros and ones like every time, but they keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe that's, you know, that's the way we win. Maybe that and that's the way we've been winning. So do you do you just think that's the way it's going to be that we don't really necessarily need to score as many runs because we've got such a good pitching staff, uh, uh, especially bullpen? Maybe that's what we're going to have to do. Right. Well, that's got to be the solution. I mean, you know what, Matthew? There's an old saying. Pitching and defense wins championships. And you know what? We've seen it happen. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think that that is something that could happen. But you know what, Matthew? There is another possibility, especially against left-handed pitching, like you mentioned. A very intelligent and knowledgeable Giants fan before this show told me about another name that could come back to save the day. Well, I I appreciate that fan's perspective, considering it was me. Uh, yeah, Mitch Haniger. Uh, we've got reports this week that uh, he is probably due back sooner than early than early September, which means you know mid to late August. There it is. Uh, folks. So there's your right-handed bat to help battle left-handed pitching. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the late season acquisition that the Giants need. You know, like Farhan Zaidi, he just looks like a man standing there holding a cocktail in his hand. But then you pan down and you see his legs and they're just like <laughs> dancing all over the place. They're just going left and right and back and forth. Like he is playing six dimensional chess. Mitch Haniger was never meant to be an off-season acquisition. Mitch Haniger is your late August right-handed bat to solve all of your offensive problems against left-handed pitchers. He and Tyro come back in August to save the day, and they charge into the last week of the season challenging the Dodgers for the division title. Farhan Zaidi, you are like an evil genius. Evil and genius. I know, I know for a fact you did not see that. You didn't see this coming. You are not this smart. Wait, you just said he was playing six dimensional chess. He is playing six dimensional. Yeah. In, in my mind, it's football X seven. Uh, <laughs> shout out uh, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, but okay, either way, yeah. you know, football X seven, six yeah. dimensional chess. He's a genius. 
You know what? I mean, he's not a genius. You know, you know what Farhan Zaidi does? And this is his genius. And I'm not kidding here. Farhan Zaidi makes a lot of bets in a lot of different places. He gives himself and his team lots of different options. Because Giants Nation, I know you're angry and I know you're upset and I know there's been lots of frustrating and weird things. But at the same time, they're in second place in the division, two games out, and they're in the first wild card spot. Like, how can you legitimately be angry? What do you, you want to be winning by 20 games? Yeah, me too, bro. Right. Uh, like, I mean, we're 10 games over 500. The first wild card spot, we're firmly in the playoffs at this point right now. Uh, you got to be happy with what's happened so far, even though this has been a maddening I don't got to be anything. Season. I can always be angry. I'm a Giants well, fan. <laughs> good point. Good point. Giants fans never let us down. Oh, you know, speaking of letting someone down. Mm. Yes. Uh, I, what did I, I do now? Not you. Oh, not you. for once. No, but... Uh, so yesterday, or today, I mean, when you hear this, it'll have been yesterday, uh, Casey Schmidt oh. got called out. Well, I actually had two strikes called against him on check swings mm-hmm. that were dubious in nature. They right? were bold. Yeah, They were right. Justin, they were Justin Turner. Turner's. Yes, exactly. And, and so I'm wondering, like, so, you know, what happened is he strikes out. And can't believe that it's been called strike three. And of course, he starts to voice his displeasure. Kapler comes running out of the dugout to save Schmidt from getting ejected, I assume. Yes. Right? Yeah. And we, you and I have watched a lot of baseball games, yeah. right? Yeah, and and I know men. you and I are on the same page with this. When we saw this happening, my first reaction when I saw it for the first time was, oh, well, he's going to get thrown out. Right. Right, right, because that's the point where you move Schmidt away, and then you tell the ump what a just Turner job he's doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yes. And 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 that didn't happen. No, Kapler did not get thrown out of the game. Like those were they. He had two dubious check swings called on him, once by the first base uh, umpire who had also jobbed him at home plate earlier in the series. Uh, and then once by the home plate umpire, but the first base umpire just also agreed. Also told Casey Schmidt that he sucked. Just for extra added pleasure. Both of these calls were BS. They were crap calls. Sure. They were crap sure. calls. So if you're, pretend you're Gabe Kapler now, what do you say when you run out uh, to, to, once you pull Schmidt away? What are you doing? Oh, okay. Well, I run out. I see that Schmidt has pulled his helmet off, and that's a big danger sign. Because if that helmet leaves his hands, he's ejected. Okay? Yeah. And so that's a big sign. I got to run out. I got I to gotta get him out of there. I got to get in the way. And then, then, Matthew, I go to work. I go to the umpire and I say, what in the just Turner are you just Turner doing? That is the most just call that I've ever seen in my life. You are a complete joke. You are an embarrassment to the game. This kid knows the strike zone and knows control better than anything you have ever done in your whole life. You are the most Turner umpire that has ever befouled the profession of umpires. I can't believe that you do this professionally, much less at the major league level. You were the worst just 
garnering umpire of garnering time. This kid is great, and you guys have been jobbing him all series. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You are a joke to the profession. Retire. You Turner, Turner. Right. And that's just to the home plate umpire. Then you got to walk down. Well, and then I got to go work on the then first place. you got to walk down to the first place umpire. Yeah. And then I start to build a sandcastle. And it's got yes. multiple levels and it's got like arches and like, I don't know what those things, parapets. And it's got like, you know, bridges and, and it's and like, then, you know. And then, and then yeah. you rear back and you kick it on him. That's right. That's right. And then I kick it on him. And, and it's, it's, it's called John Turner's Castle. And, uh, and, 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 and he's the king of John Turner land. And, uh, and then that man. For the rest of his life, has two orifices to jump Turner out of, <laughs> and that's how my kid, my rookie, who has had a really just like a roller coaster of two months, and can be a really strong player for this team, knows that I got his back. But instead, what happened is Dad ran out there to get the toddler off the field. Kapler should have been thrown out of the game. And it was an embarrassment that he wasn't. He should have been out of that game. And honestly, what does it matter if he's in the dugout or not? They run the whole game on an algorithm anyway. <laughs> the Kai Correa 3000 is in the, is in the dugout. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That computer can run the game for you. You don't need to be there. Exactly. The simulation has already been run. That's right. Well, so why not get thrown out? No, I, 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 Kapler needed to be thrown out of the game at that point, and he wasn't. He should have been. I yeah. think, a, I think most other managers in baseball would have been. Right, uh, right. Well, that, that's kind of yeah. why it was so glaringly like, wow, that, that was an opportunity to really help this kid who's frustrated, you know, know that, uh, that we, that the Giants support him and that his manager's got his back. And it didn't happen. And, you know, I, I, you know, and then you sit in there and you listen to his postgate conferences where he's all smug when the reporters ask him about like, you know, who, when is Ross Stripling going to start? And he's given these answers like Ross Stripling is going to do what we feel is in the best interest of the Giants. And it's just like, oh, whatever, dude. You just <laughs> idiot reporter. <laughs> yes. And they give him that look. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you did give him that look. You know what? You know what? Smug. You know what? Smug Kapler. You jobbed your kid and you should have gotten thrown out of the game. And here's me rolling my eyes at you. Seriously, seriously. Well, you know, so uh, switching gears a little bit before we wrap this up, I think uh, one thing I did want to bring up is, you know, Casey Schmidt is one of how many rookies we got on? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rookies Whew. on the roster right now. And uh, five and, of them are position players, right? Six yeah, of them? yeah. Oh. Five of them. Five of them are position right. players. Back, you got Beck Tris and Walker. Okay, yeah. Exactly. The two guys that have options. That's right, because uh, we sat down wisely. Oh. Uh, yes, wisely no longer there, but uh, got replaced by, you know, more or less by Luciano. And so we've got these guys that, you know, you live and die by the by the youth movement, right? I mean, there's, there's certainly uh, some learning curves that we're experiencing. And, you know, the back end of the order lately with all the rookies has been a struggle. Although Bailey's been batting cleanup this week, you know, so they're even though he's batting like a buck twenty over the last like three weeks, you know, it's just so it's Luciano it's, was hitting third today. 
Yeah, in exactly. game number four yeah. of his career. Yeah, exactly. But you know, maybe they're trying to spread out them so they're not all at the back end of the the lineup. I don't know, but it's uh, you know, I so I guess my point is is that we've you know we're in the playoff hunt in some ways due to some of these rookies. You know, Blake Sable's been there all year, um, played well. I mean, there you know we've Bailey, yeah, Bailey has come in and made a big Schmidt impact. Schmidt was a and, shot yeah. in the arm when they needed it. Exactly. Luis Matos has done a very steady, if not like spectacular job, but he's been a really steady job on getting on base and all that. So these are guys that are helping. Uh, They're not the superstars yet that I think that we're hoping they will be. Um, But I guess, you know, I guess the, the, the point is, is that we get to the end of the season and we're still let's say we were we missed the playoffs by a game. Okay. Uh, is this still a successful season to you? Yeah, I think it is. Because of that. Because of the rookies. Yeah. Because I look at guys like Matos, you know, Luciano, I think we don't know enough about, but I think he's going to have his ups and downs, just like we've seen from Schmidt and Bailey. I think all of these guys have demonstrated, first of all, they're getting trial by fire here. And this yeah. is experience that is irreplaceable. And and you're asking these guys to perform at a high level. You want them to be above average at a level that is unlike any that they have ever seen. And frankly, folks, is unlike any of us can even imagine in terms of skill. Yeah. And And the fact of the matter is, Casey Schmidt did not get thrown out of today's game, which is amazing <laughs> because he kept his cool and he kept his composure. And, and I, you know, honestly, I think we have seen him start to have some better at bats and he's making good contact. Yeah. And so I think you're going to see him continue to grow, but also Matos, right? Like Matos, his power hasn't really been there, but the kid's 21 years old. There are all, I mean, there's not a lot because a lot of kids don't come up at 21. But there are a number of examples where you can point at where great prospects came up as 21. They didn't show a lot of power, but then two to three years later, they were major power hitters. And and I can see that happening to Matos especially, but also to somebody like Luciano. Um, I think Blake Sable is going to play in this league for a very long time. Yeah. And, and so I think – and then I think Patrick Bailey does have the ability to be an all-star. I think there's probably two or three all-stars in this group. And I think they're all going to be better because of this year. I think this mentality that they used to have of like holding them back and letting them progress through each thing was always wrong. I think it's always better to push people to a level of discomfort. Because anybody who's Mm going to fail in that scenario is going to fail. Perpetually Mm. and ongoing. Like... And you're learning a bunch from these kids uh, and about these kids. And I think it's going to benefit the team and benefit them years to come. And I think we're going to see a lot of these names, maybe not all of them, but I think three or four of them we're probably going to see for the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like this is like the 80s again, where you're seeing like, you know, Robbie Thompson and Will Clark and, you know, and then later Matt Williams. And, you know, so you're starting to see these guys now that have um, that are, are you know, could be you know cornerstones for, for a long time. And I go back to the beginning of the season when we were talk, joking and talking about how whose jersey would you buy on the team? 
Right. And we couldn't think of any besides like Logan Webb or Camilo. Right. It was kind of like those yeah, were the those are the two. Yeah. And and now you've got like, gosh, I'd, I'd love to have a, you know, a Schmidt or a Bailey jersey. I'd love to have like, you know, a Sable jersey, you know, those kind of things. Now, all of a sudden, uh, the, the team seems more exciting. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's starting, fans are starting to show up. They're averaging like 37,000, 38,000 over the last, you know, couple of weeks or the last, you know, couple of homestands. And so I feel like, I feel like the, this has been a good year and, and as frustrating as it is sometimes to see them go through these highs and lows, especially the lows, uh, the perspective is, is that, you know, we've got all this bright young talent. We still got some names we haven't even seen yet. You know, like Harrison and Wisenhunt and you know, Mason Black and on the pitching yeah. side. And so I just I feel like we're we're almost there. And it's fun that we're in the playoff race. And I'm hoping that we can maybe pull off some kind of move to get a little bit better because we're gonna need it. Uh but even if we don't make the playoffs or the season ends not the way we want it to, I think this was this has been a successful season just because we have the youth movement that we've seen, you know, getting started. So Yeah. I mean my hope is that this team does make the playoffs and it makes the playoffs with a lot of these rookies being on oh, the roster yeah. and in the lineup. And then they play in those playoff series or series, that one series, yeah, right? Or whatever right. it may be. Like, you know, I'd like to I'd like to see Walker pitch in the playoffs. And I'd like to see Matos and Bailey, you know, starting in the playoffs this year. Even if it's just one series, because the amount of experience and that that's going to give them and the confidence i think is just going to be immeasurable and this team next year and the year after is going to be fantastic and some of you believe that it will have shohei otani on it and imagine <laughs> what that would be like that's right you that's know, right surrounded by all these young and up and coming players well you're yeah. you're just just as we wrap this up you're going to see Ryan Walker in the playoffs he's going to start game 2 <laughs> that's so, right, is know. it? That's right, because they're going to do a pulpit game. Exactly. Yeah, game two of the, of the wild hey, card. Hey, look, round. you know what? The Giants make the playoffs. I think with Webb and Cobb. I think. I think. And, and you know what? I would take Walker starting game three, and huh. then run the bullpen through them. Well, they're like six and zero, oh, and he, or, you know, when he starts, well, he's seven. Uh, he's seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, he's seven, seven and zero. Oh oh. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they're, the Giants yeah, are that's... seven and zero oh when Walker starts a game. So <laughs> it's not a bad idea. No. No. All right. Well. I can't believe we've already been through an hour already. Uh, Time to get to the trivia question. Uh, The question was, what do Kevin Mitchell, Dave Dravecki, and Craig Lefferts have in common? Ben, what do they have in common? They were all Padres. Yes, they were. They were all Padres <laughs> until the trade deadline in 1987 when the Giants traded Chris Brown, oh, uh, who was I the cornerstone. Uh, I love yeah, Chris Brown. He, he was the cornerstone of this trade with and pitchers Mark Davis, Mark Grant, and Keith Comstock to the Padres for Mitchell. And Mitchell was actually a throw-in. It was actually Dave Dravecki and Craig Lefferts were supposed Future to be the MVP. cornerstones of that. And Kevin Mitchell was the throw-in to that because they needed a third baseman. And since they were giving up Brown, and so the Padres traded Kevin Mitchell. So yeah. uh, the trade deadline in 1987, maybe the the best overall haul of talent by the Giants in any one trade deadline in history. I mean, Kevin Mitchell was an MVP, you know, right? Like, you know, yeah. was the cornerstone of that, that 89 World Series team, the, you know, the, no doubt about that. Craig Lefferts was just such a, a major giant. But um, for those of you who don't know Dave Dravecki or anything about him, um, the man is an absolute inspiration. Um, 
and his his story is a little bit tragic, but ultimately not. Um, and if you don't know, go look him up and read all about him. He's an amazing man who went through amazing things and terrible things, and uh, you know came out the other side um, and was a was an inspirational um, individual with without a doubt. So if you don't know Dave Dravecki, go find out about Dave Dravecki. Um, but because he was a great player, but also just a great human being. But, you know, so were the other two guys and they were great giants, all three of them. I mean, what an amazing trade. Wow. It was. I, I still have the image of, of Kevin Mitchell catching that ball in deep left field with his bare hand. <laughs> well, we all you have know, that image a, because it's a highlight yeah. that everybody, they show every year. Yeah, it's so one you, never, you never forget. That's right. It is. It is. And uh, he did a lot more than that, but it was, uh, that's the one that sticks in your mind for sure. 55 home runs. All right. Well, looking ahead, Ben, uh, what are you drinking next week? Next week, Matthew, I am drinking the pepper melon. That's right, folks. I made a reference to it earlier in the show, if you remember. It's got pepper. It's got melon. It's got gin. Hmm. Next Thursday, I'm talking all about it. The pepper melon. All right. And I am drinking a Trader Vic classic called El Diablo. Woohoo, Trader Vic. And and uh, not a tiki drink, but a uh, tasty summer drink nonetheless. So, again, come on Thursday at happy hour and learn about those two cocktails. And then who the Giants got coming up? The Giants have a huge series coming up against the D-Bags. It's a four-game series starting on Monday. The D-Bags have been struggling. This They are now negative one in their run differential for the season. They're two and eight for their last ten. They have faded one game behind the Giants. This is the Giants' opportunity to put them away. Most importantly, the thing that is flagging for the D-backs right now, sorry, the D-bags right now, <laughs> is their pitching. This is where the Giants hitting gets healthy. This is it. We got to win this series. 3-1 to one or 4-0, and oh, make it happen. After that, they have Friday off. Weird. That's weird. Weird. And then they play two games in Oakland. Against the A's, they need to finish off the season sweep. Yes, sell the team. Sell the team. But first, beat the team. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's who they got. All right. Well, Ben, that seems to be it for us today. Listeners, if you'd uh, like to join us on social media, uh, come join us on, I'm going to say it for the first time, this is so awkward, the X and or no x what? is it just follow us on x is that how we say it i don't know what you're talking about not not twitter anymore it's x oh. the the okay here it is, is it here the it is. x or no, is it x no 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 the social okay. media network formerly known as twitter got it follow us on the social media network platform formerly known as twitter correct uh as well as instagram and threads and even mastodon because guys are commenting on mastodon they're liking the photos at least a couple of you so hey, god bless you on mastodon keep it up you know what yeah, keep so, it up everybody's so, you know, going to leave the network formerly known as twitter eventually folks it's going to happen exactly they got to yeah, go somewhere so hey might as well be mastodon right 
That's right. We're going to be there. So we're not giving up on you. And uh, yeah, and then don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, and then rate us on, uh, you know, go in there and punch in some five stars. It really helps to show out, gets us more profile on Apple Podcasts. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Do it, do it uh, even say some nice words. Say say how much you love Ben's uh, sexy voice, you know, or oh. something. I don't know. You know, yeah, leave, leave leave some fun comments. You know, you could just make stuff up. It would just yeah, be fun to read it. You can make stuff but, up, uh, like liking my sexy voice. <laughs> oh boy! All right, see, Ben's drunk, and uh, it's time to, for us to wrap this up. So, uh, until next time, Ben, it's been great uh, chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Oh man. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>